Why am I still trying to suppress these feelings and not deal with what I need to deal? Why don't I know how to be vulnerable? Why I have an emotional husband and trying to figure out like, we what the world you emotional it's cause for? It's because we wasn't taught to <laughs> emote. Yes. You were not taught to emote. It was nothing but suck it up. Yeah, girl. I didn't tell my kids, don't nobody care about you crying. Uh, I didn't even realize that I was turning into my father until I went to the therapist last year and we would talk about stuff and she, and then she'd be like, well, that's abusive. I'd be like, no, that ain't abuse. She would be like, wait, you don't think that's abuse? I'd be like, no, "No." (laughs) Wait, that didn't happen in your house. That didn't. She was like, yeah, that's abuse. That's why I said. You're listening to Just Keep Living. The Glass House Conversation, where there are no stones thrown. This podcast is a judgment-free zone for free thinkers who value personal growth and mental health. We're all about inspiring and empowering others. All while creating safe spaces to have difficult conversations. Join us every week as we have fun, get vulnerable, and go deep. Answer each other's questions on a range of topics from sex to religion. And everything in between. And we do mean everything. We're just trying to figure it out. Like Granny always said, just keep living. Welcome to the show. Good every time. Yes. It is a bop. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should do a TikTok dance. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Welcome back, y'all, to another week of Just Keep Living. This week is going to be probably a little deep conversation. We're going to talk about abuse. But anyway, this is Jenna. This is Master P. Okay. I'm going to stick with that. All right. I like it. Well, this is Shauna. Hey, hey, this is Joe. Okay. I like Master P. Can you be Shoshana? Right. Okay. That's Shoshana. Shoshana the money. Shoshana in the house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we need Arsenio. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to kind of get into our experience with abuse and what that kind of looks like and what does it abuse mean to us now? What are those words? And it'll kind of make you ask, what is your personal experience with abuse and what does it look like? So, of course, there's several different types of abuse. We know physical abuse. There's domestic violence or domestic abuse, sexual abuse, psychology or emotional abuse, which I personally think is one of the most difficult one. Um, There's financial abuse. Shout out to my daddy. That was his favorite. Well, one of his favorite. Um, We got self-neglect. Some people don't think of that as a form of abuse. Um, Neglect or, you know, we can keep going on and on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your thoughts, y'all? When you think of, when I say the word abuse, what comes to you first? I actually looked up the definition, too, Mm. because I'm like, what is this? What is this actually defined as? And it came up. It was like when harm is done to another person intentionally. wow that's good i was like wow okay that gives intention we back to intentions Mm -hmm. and what are those yeah (laughs) yeah what about you shoshana when i say abuse what is the first thing that come to mind for you okay wasn't ready for this question just want to put that out there Mm mm-hmm I like I like doing that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so why? <laughs> She's such a she likes to write everything down. <laughs> it's okay to, to give me that first emotion of that feeling. Oh man. No answer is a right answer or a wrong answer. Okay, you're right, you're right. And that's my problem. You're searching so, for perfection. Yes. There's no girl, such thing. You here. know me. So here we go. Um I just wanna piggyback off of her. <laughs> okay. And just think it's just an intentional harm. I agree. As, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Joe? 
Um, I, I always think about the, the victim first for some reason. And I think about deep hurt, like deep pain, just like Ooh, yeah. like stuff that it's hard to get, get out of and get over. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of abuse, that's where my mind immediately runs to is the, the person that's hurting and the, the, the feeling that they must be feeling or the, the thoughts that they must have and how can you help this person live a better life. You know, that's my, my, mm-hmm. th- my thoughts on abuse. That was so different, but yeah. that is true. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When I think of abuse, um, it's funny. At this age, when I see somebody being abusive, I automatically think of who taught you that? Mm. Who hurt you? Mm, like, okay. damn, why are you why are you behaving like that? Like, <laughs> right. who did that to you? Because people bleed on others. Mm-hmm. So wow. I don't necessarily think of the victim first. Yeah. I think of the abuser and why are you abusing? Mm-hmm. Like, damn, somebody didn't give you a fair share. <laughs> they didn't give you a fair share, you know, step at life. Yeah. Yes. Like, they, they harmed this part of you and mm-hmm. they didn't realize it. That's the part they don't realize how it affects you others and down yeah mm-hmm. I was we'll kind of get into that i've also been told that it's called like codependency codependency like, is a form of abuse yeah because yeah. those people are just like trying to cope with what they've been through and been harmed and they're attacking or calling themselves to be safe for others in a way okay i would say codependency is not a form of abuse it is a symptom yeah okay yeah okay. i say that I say that's it's true. a symptom yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. yeah. So what does codependency look like for people? Let's start with that question. That wasn't on our list, but that's right. a good one. Mm. Uh, it does. It I does. can kind of go first if you want go me to ahead. go. Yeah. Um, finding yourself in unhealthy relationships because you're afraid to trust. That's true. So that'll be kind of codependency. You can have a codependent uh, relationship with your employer. You're mm-hmm. afraid to trust in yourself or believe in you, so you stay. Yes. Um. You also do it with your children. Your children. Mm-hmm. I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. You have to be have to have that child or have control. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? You have anything for codependency? Not giving people like the freedom to uh, really be themselves mm-hmm. because of your fear of what you've been through. Like, I see what you're saying. You're afraid because you've only lived through other people's perspectives. So you kind of are protecting your kids or you're protecting that person. Are you calling yourself protecting? Like in your heart, you're literally doing this out of love. Like that's what it is you out know. of love. But at the same time, like you're just trying to control everything they do and they see control, 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 but you see love. I'm just loving them. Why mm-hmm. they buck it up against me? I'm not trying mm-hmm. to hurt them, but it's because you not knowing how to let go, not mm-hmm. knowing how to allow them or being afraid because of what other people have experienced when they did that. Or yourself. Yeah. I know that a lot with uh, a few people that I know that were sexually abused as a child. And now they won't let their children go stay the night. Or they won't let their children go to camp. Or they don't want their children to do certain mm-hmm. activities because it brings them back. That's so definitely that's yep. codependency yes. part two. Yes. I was going to say too, it's um, it's where you wouldn't feel that you could do something independently. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's this uh, you know, reliance on something external, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To do or be whatever it is. If it's unhealthy and I cannot do anything to progress in life, whatever it might look like, if that requires another person, but it's unhealthy, yeah, I think that it's it's a lack of independence. It, totally. 
Yeah. We see that sometimes with people who hop from relationship to relationship. Mm-hmm. They yeah. got a codependency yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. Back to finding value in others. Like you but can't be by yourself. Exactly. You yeah, feel like, like that person you needs you. Uh-huh. Like that's also too like they need me. They can't do this without me. You know, I need to be there. Yeah. I need to be in present because they're going to mess up sim- or something going to happen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, and then shoot, we've been codependent each other. It's like we've been enabling each other in this whole relationship. I was like, man, you know, I'm not allowing you to do this and do what you got to do to become you and you ain't allowing me and you helping me and I'm mad because you ain't helping me now because now you want to sit here and be dependent like wait when this come from like you you been helping me all these years and now you want to stop yeah Joe what you think codependency look like it's almost like you you don't you, you don't want to face your fears so you need somebody to, to, to be that crutch so you don't have to Mm-hmm. And once that crutch is gone, like you're like, oh shit, I don't want to sit here in this space. I need somebody here so to take me away from that, from that space that needs to be dealt with for growth. So I need somebody, like you were saying, being independent. Like in my life, like being independent meant to for me to have to face things that I went through, things that I needed to grow. And I used to use Shauna's like, I don't, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I need you to do that shit because like I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I don't want to grow. So. And she it's was uncomfortable. It. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. That's what it come down to. It's, it's uncomfortable. uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. And yeah. I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I didn't know how. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm like, you know. Uncomfortable. And I don't want to do it. Because no. mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. Good at I only want to do things that I'm, I'm good, good at. at. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You're right. Right. And then, like, and then I think that's a learning lesson. These are the things I try to teach my kids now. Like, how to face things mm-hmm. that make come you up. up. That make you, yeah, you know. And it's a thing that you're not alone in it. And that's where I feel like a lot of my codependency things came from because I felt alone in a lot of these areas Okay, that I thought weren't, I thought they weren't normal. You okay. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of where we grew up. And then now it's like, now it's like we're getting out and I'm experiencing, I'm talking and I'm reading other books and stuff. This shit people go through. It ain't not just me. Everybody. Yeah. It not ain't just me. talking about it. Yeah. No. That's the key how we change up the mm-hmm. narrative and start talking about these things. And mm-hmm. um, that's how people grow. And yes. we gotta get, gotta get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. There you go. So we're going to start with what is your first experience with abuse that you can remember? And the good thing about this is, or the unique thing is defining abuse Mm -hmm. because I didn't even realize what I was going through was abuse until probably about two and a half, two years ago. Mm -hmm. So who wants to go first? What was your first experience that you could remember being abuse and what kind of abuse was it? Um, <clears throat> mine was definitely physical, and that was just as a kid getting whipped. Uh, and I never connected never, that. <laughs> Wait, what, hold on. This is me with my therapist. Wait, whooping is abuse? Right. <laughs> when, right. Does it, when does it become abuse? Thank you. You think I, all of it? I this think, is, I think mm-hmm. yeah. I, think all, I, I don't think that there's any reason to physically put your hands on a child. Wow. I think there's other ways. I mean... This is this is me talking from this of from course. today. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I didn't yes. always without think children like this. too. Without yeah, children. Without children. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> but I, I just know my experience and all I can say is just the feeling of that. Mm-hmm. That you're feeling, you know, Brian, you've been hit in the face or mm-hmm. I think it depends mm-hmm. too where you're hit, maybe in terms of mm-hmm. physical mm-hmm. abuse. Like girl, I got some stories. Abuse. Hit in the face, hitting with, with objects. Ooh, um, yes. with girl, I got beat with a cowboy boot. And mm-hmm. and the True thing story. is, like, I I remember 
because I've had conversations with people my age and you know mm-hmm. us as, as as black people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, girl, I got a whipping. It's like we make fun yeah. of it. We, we laugh. Got all kinds yeah. of stories. We do. We do. Laughing and all we kind do. of stuff. But if you, for me, when I really sat with that emotion, it was like, oh, like <laughs> somebody having mm-hmm. a bad day. You yeah. Know? Or and it wasn't like oh every once in a while. I mean, this was like every day. Somebody in my house is getting whipped. Mm-hmm. And even as a sibling, to see your other sibling getting mm. whipped too. Oh no! I used to cry for my sister. I, I, she I never hurt in class. Never cry for me. Mm. I would she take up for my brothers. I'm like, nah, I'll just take it. Oh yeah, wow! Not, because beatings became just like a norm. No, yes, norm, like, oh, it's okay. breathing. Yes. Mm. It's breathing. It was like, all right, this Whatever. is what we're doing. Right? You exactly. Know? I just stand just, through it, like, and just the the mental place you had to go to just to prepare yourself, knowing that, yep, I'm probably gonna get whipped for this. Like, yeah, yeah, and just where that puts you. So that that was my my first, um, I think, experience. Yours was whoopings. If you know, if I'm dating back, it's like, yeah, you know, that first time you get whipped by your parents, like. Whoa. And I hate it when my dad was with us. That Did was they the talk? Hmm? Do it. Because, you know. You oh, know, yeah. It was, it was a whole conversation. I told <laughs> you. Can you make these short ass sentences, please? Damn. Every goddamn syllable. Oh, <laughs> Every syllable man. I got to get. Like, Yo. But it, I, I think it was bad. You know, when you go to school and you got like marks, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's like, oh, what, what's, what's on your arm? Is that yeah. like that? I'm like, oh. No, I, got, I, I got, got so many stories from what that you're talking don't about. Don't say nothing. They be like, um, you don't say nothing. What's in this house? You what know? goes on in this house? Stay in this house. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Mm. Oh yeah. man. So that, and that what that allows, good. y'all. That's a podcast coming Ooh. soon. Mm-hmm. What, with that whole what goes on in our house, stay in our house. Exactly. Oh yeah, that exactly. goes to yes. you know yes. being my brother's secret keeper, and I mm. am not. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But that we is a good one. What you got, Shoshana? So my first experience, and I sat back and thought. Um, it was a sexual, sexual abuse. I was, um, I was sexually abused in sixth grade. Well, sixth grade, shoot, I was six years old, y'all. And I was in first grade. Mm. So, and it affected my marriage. It affected my relationship with people and my boys. And, um, and it started to become like really just something that I had to deal with, you know, um, it wasn't something that I knew, but uh, I told my mom, and it was hard. That was that was my experience, and you know, because I was a very outgoing person. I spoke, and I was like, you know, if I really think about it, that's that's it. And it was a, it was something I just had to do, and I didn't I didn't realize that I was even affected by it because I'm a person that moves on, you know, and you know, you go to counseling, you get taught. And they're like, you know, what happened to you? We went to court and everything. You know, when I spoke to my mom about it, my mom blacked out. So she kind of like couldn't take what had happened to me. So she we ended up back in foster care due to that because she just couldn't deal with it. But um, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. I kind of just like I think it like really took a like a certain part of me that I couldn't express or I couldn't know. I just felt like still was my fault. And even as a six year old, I felt like I should have did more to a grown man. So what happened to this person that abused you? He did end up in jail. I think he got like five years because they's like, well, she'll eventually be active. 
that's the way they played it off. Like she'll eventually be active. So we're only gonna give him five years and he got five years for molesting you. Were there other victims? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just know that I had to, I remember speaking in court about what happened and the only reason why I asked something to, cause uh, I went to my mom, I said, yo, something's like, it was irritating. And I told my mom, I was like, my mom is automatically off the back. What happened to you? Somebody touched you. Who touched you? And I told her it was her boyfriend, but her boyfriend was already abusive. Mm, physically was, yeah, to her? He was physically abusive to her. I remember many nights I had to run to my uncles and stuff in Philly to get them to get her. But it's like, I didn't. I didn't know who to like really talk to. And many times I wanted to talk to my uncle that's really, really close to me. But I just, I was like, you know, what is everybody going to think of me? Mm. I'm the, I'm literally was known as just a tomboy. I was the only girl pretty much, you know? So it's like, and it, my mom was used to it too, because that's what my mom, like all uncles and stuff. So it was what we knew, but, uh, I don't know. Like it, affected me in a way to where I just trusted nobody because I felt like nobody was there for me you know no I always had to be the adult for everybody I always had to take care of everybody so when it came to that it just like all I knew was to like look suck it up do what you got to do and get mm-hmm. by get by and stay strong and have this copus but at the same time like we said before like it made me very protective of my boys mm-hmm. it made me in Matthias out there literally had on one hand how many people Matthias was ever allowed to go with Mm -hmm. because I made sure that it would not happen to him and I was like I don't care if he wasn't going with family nope Mm -hmm. nobody I don't trust nobody to be with my baby because I'm gonna be there for him so yeah you know, it was even to a park. I probably was like protecting him even from my husband. <laughs> so it's like it was my pride and joy. But it's like I didn't know because I looked at men. That was another thing. I looked at men as though they were just selfish creatures that only thought about one thing and wanted only themselves. Mm. And that was it. That was it. They didn't care about nothing else. I was just like, men are just like so selfish. Like they don't care. And mm. that was it. That's a lot. Um, Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, here on Just Keep Living, you know, it is a glass house and you can be vulnerable and open and transparent. That's what is expected. But y'all probably gonna get a lot of tears out of me today. Mm. (laughs) So, uh, Joe, tell me about your first experience um, that you can remember with abuse and what kind of abuse was it? Uh, Mine was sexual abuse. I was maybe six or seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say who the person was, but they were uh, really close. And um, they would just uh, do stuff to me as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. I haven't really dealt with it. I haven't sat down and really dealt with, that, dealt, mm-hmm. dealt with that issue, you know. It's somebody that, you know, I, I, I love to this day. And the way I look at it is, you know, it, it, stuff happened to them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what they were doing. And, you know, so they would just do it to me, you know, you know, night after night. So mm-hmm. just didn't know what was going on at that time. And, like, I didn't I didn't, I didn't know who to tell, who, to, who, you know, what to say, you know, what things to. I didn't know how to process it at that time. I didn't know what was going on. And so um, I think Shauna was the first person 
that knew about it. Um, I feel like I I I I could have sworn I told my parents. They said they didn't know, Mm-mm. but I mean, you know, and she brought she. I think she told my parents. Okay. Again, you know, I I and and I could have sworn I, I mentioned it to them, and I felt you know, I I I don't know. I, I think I think I, a lot of resentment came from that, mm. and so. In your heart, do you think you you know that you told them? Yeah. And then now, okay, so that's something totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. And I'm always the person that's like, you know, well, you know, I put myself in the seat. Well, if you know, if there's a son, like, how would it, how would I deal with that? Would it just, you know, I don't, I don't know. Brush it under the rug. You like, you know, not say anything. Not want to deal with those emotions. Those, those type of things. And you know, and I'm always, and and I, and that's something that I have to get over. Is like, I, I don't, I, don't, I never put myself how I feel in, in first. Mm. And so I have a lot of things in me that I don't even know sometimes who the real me is because I never expressed who I really was. You know what I mean? I've never been able to, I've never put myself first. So when this situation happened, it was always, and I've never even confronted the person about it, mm. you know, and it's a very close person and I've never talked to him, you know, I've never said anything. Um, mm. and you know, I, I, I don't even know how to bring it up or how to, how to, how to, how to deal with it. And so it's, it's heavy. I think it affected my marriage, especially expect it, it affected a lot of things that I did with women that came down the line. Um, it's an emotional roller, you know, roller coaster to do, to deal with sometimes, mm. um, and sit down and think about, but, uh, I, I know I need help with it. I know, I know I need to talk about it, you know? Men don't, you know, it's hard to say men, you, you know, been molested or raped. <laughs> How can that happen? The but numbers, the data is high for men. There's just nobody's talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And so. Definitely hush, hush more. Mm. Man. Y'all got me snotty nosed over there already. <laughs> yeah. But finding these words, I'm telling you, it wasn't it, until I started going to counseling. Therapy. Therapy. Uh-huh. To actually even see that it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Baby. That's how I ended up in therapy, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, I would tell you that I've experienced every type of abuse mm. except sexual abuse. Wow. So when I hear that, I'm, um, that just really touches my heart. Here I am getting teary out again. Oh, I'm gonna breathe through it right. because abuse destroys you. Mm. That's what my heart hurts. So. Yeah, man, it's crying over here. I'm trying to be strong for my tears. Y'all know I'm a crybaby. Listen, I'm tough as shit, but I'm a crybaby. I'm going to be tough, but I'm going to cry about it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, the vulnerability is my superpower. It it come through real quick. So um, I don't even think I have a first memory because it was what I would call normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you were talking, you guys were talking, I wrote down, did you think the abuse you experienced was normal? Mm-hmm. And at what age did you figure out that it wasn't normal or did you know right away it wasn't normal? Because mm-hmm. when I think of like my first memory, and my, my coworker told me, usually a person's first memory is some type of abuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. interesting. The first memory I have is that we lived deep in the sticks and my daddy cows had got out. I had to be three or four. And when you three or four, you are afraid of cows. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Big old monsters. Yeah. <laughs> My daddy cows had got out, and we had, I think it was like 75 acres that was on yeah. the side of this little house that we had. And it was like everybody getting the, tr- the form truck, and we're going to go get the cows and put them back in the fence. And I was crying that I didn't want to go. It was because the ca- mm. I could see the cow out on the side of the house. And I was like, I don't want to go because it's a fucking yeah. cow. Yeah. And I'm three. How <laughs> is right. this? Is anybody yeah. understanding this issue? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like a big-ass monster outside. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you know, since I was crying, he left me? Oh, oh shoot. My sister got in the truck. My mama got in the truck. He left my ass on the porch. I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> and when you that little, you don't, you think when people aren't around that you are left. Like someone's mm-hmm. going to steal you because that's what we've always been taught. You stay right here. You're going to get kidnapped. You're going to, somebody going to yeah, steal you. Yeah, yeah. So all I could think is that my family wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes, that's my first memory. I, three, three, four had to be. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what my dad did, he he abused in every way, financial, physical, um, no sexual abuse. But damn, I, I remember going to school with a black eye, fourth grade. Uh huh. And he was a pillar of the community. So no one ever questioned. Well, it. You know. Everybody loved my dad. Mm hmm. Be my mama ass, be my sister ass. I get my ass beat for leaving my shoes at the front door. Man. Everything had a place. And now when you come into my house, what you do? You take your shoes off at the door. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's embedded. Yeah. I know it is. No, 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 we ain't put shit in the closet. <laughs> no, no, it's just one of those things Thanks like I just leave my shoes where I want my shoes to be because everything in his okay. house was tidy. Got you. Everything okay. had a place. If it was out of place, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, at a young age, I learned to read the room. You know, now mm-hmm. we say that's a gift, yeah. but now it's really it's not. So, yeah. Now I'm checking, I'm testing the water to see what the mm-hmm. temperament is. Mm-hmm. Oh, did he drink today? Because he was a violent drunk, and he, he <laughs> but his normal day-to-day personality was abusive. Yeah. So manipulation, that was my daddy. He could get you together with words. He get in your face, headbutt you. You never knew what you was getting with his ass from day-to-day. And everybody else that knew my father outside the home would never guess that. Talking about a monster. Huh. <laughs> See, that's the, that, that's the hardest, that's the hardest thing. And I think it was hard, like what you're saying, like everybody mm-hmm. outside the place thought everything was copacetic inside Beautiful. the house, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But inside the house is like, <clears throat> it wasn't a place where you talked about even any issues. And I know, like talking about this is just bringing up so much stuff, like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to talk about issues because I, like you would sit and you would sulk in your, your fucking problems with nobody to talk to going inside mm-hmm. the house. And suck so like, up. you suck it up. And so it's like, so now as a grown man, when I'm, sitting here and I'm trying to figure out these emotions. I would just suppress them because I didn't want to deal with it because I didn't have anybody to talk to. So I'm going to sit here in pain and, and agony and I have nobody to talk to about it. You know, that's going to mm-hmm. understand. You kind of get what I'm saying? Or it's automatically going, well, God's going to fix it. What mm-hmm. the fuck, man? Like, God dude, like, is no, tired of like, us. Like, like, for real. And, that, and so <laughs> I think my coping mechanism with all that pain mm-hmm. was to find something fun, like, to, to dull the pain. You kind of get what I'm you saying? You might be on to something. Uh-huh. I would uh-huh. find something fun to dull the pain. And so I became so optimistic about 
everything in life that I, because I didn't want to deal with the pain. I don't want to deal with the pain. At, oh my God. Not dealing right. with it. Right. But I just became so, I, look, everything's got to be, there's got to be a silver line. There's got to be happy. There's got to be something. There's got to be something better, better, better. And I would, I, that, that's I my think life. He's on to something. And no, so, that is really good. That's huge. And that explains a lot of shit. That's yeah. why yeah. I'm funny. Yeah. I've always been funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no. That's why exactly. I love humor. Yeah. My dad, he, he would, you know, put on a lot of funny movies for us. That was. That's you know, all. That's all. That I was the escape. That was yeah. my escape. Humor. It, it wow. was. I had to find. So ask her. Like I, I can't. Yes. The seriousness because it brings up. Oh, I get all packed. the feelings that we don't feelings. have words that for. Don't have no. for. I don't have that's it. Right. So I would literally like I would find like sports was my outlet, man. Like because I would be around friends. I could take my anger out. I could really like hurt somebody. Then we could be friends. We could we could laugh. We could do all that type of stuff. So if you know me, like I'm not confrontational at all. Like, you know, because I don't know how to be confrontational because even if I brought something up in the household, it was so negative. It wasn't going to be like and, But my heart. Yeah. My, it was minimized. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, my, that, you, if you know my heart, you know I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I, mm-hmm. I don't even like, you know what I mean? So I didn't understand when I'm coming from a a place of of love and hurt and things like that. Why is it? Why am I receiving this back? Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand that at a young age. Because I'm, I'm giving you purity from me, and I'm just asking for that love and genuine back for responses. So when you don't get that back to me as a kid, I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that, man, because that hurts. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm a very emotional person. Like, and, and I love my mom dearly. And I think, you know, my mom used to get frustrated. She had a lot, man. My mom's <laughs> the greatest mom ever, yo. Yes. The yes, greatest mom ever, like, ever. And I think one time I, was, I just had made her frustrated. And she was like, Joe, that's so dumb. Like, you know, and I'll never forget. And I just broke down crying. And I was so hurt. Like, my mom would call me, Joe, that was so dumb. You kind of get what I'm saying? And, and that's how, like, most kids be like, okay, whatever. But that's how sensitive I, I was and am as a person. And so in order to not deal with those issues, I got to be optimistic. I got to mm-hmm. find the next good feeling. I got to find the next good thing that's going to keep me going because those feelings hurt. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> See, no, but I realized that, like, oh, here I go. Our parents didn't know. They nope. didn't. They did not. They they don't. They have no clue. Mm-mm-mm. They did their best. You know, they did what they were taught. I just feel like this generation is being so much more open by us choosing to be, to find the words. Mm-hmm. Having the conversation. That's right. To have the conversation, to actually, you know, look at here. We, we're we going to talk this out. You have some therapy, you have some intervention. It's like, you only see that on TV with white people. Like, seriously. <laughs> and they're like, what's an intervention? What? <laughs> it's like, y'all, You're like, y'all talking about each other. The intervention is when you move out. Girl, yeah, right like, <laughs> You're like, that's how I move out, though. You didn't talk me all that bad Girl, shit. Yeah. That I didn't realize that I still got in me. I do have it in me, baby. Like, man, I'm still tripping. I thought I said I got out this house. Y'all ain't keeping me no more deuces. I got my own spot. Honey, shoot, I was it's still caged. tripping. It's in your head. It, it is in your girl, head. Be like, why am I so emotional? Why am I so this? Why am I still trying to suppress these feelings and not deal with what I need to deal? Why don't I know how to be vulnerable? Why I have an emotional husband and trying to figure out like, we what the world you emotional? It's because we wasn't taught to <laughs> emote. Taught. You yes. were not taught to emote. It was nothing but suck it up. Yeah, girl. And, you know, I talked about this before, before we were recording. Um, one of the things I had to work through in therapy is that I still dismiss my feelings. Mm. Because yeah. 
it was never that safe space in my house yes. to be like, so, I feel yeah. that my parents have been you like, feel you what? feel what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay no goddamn bills around here. The only person that can uh, feel something is a bill payer. <laughs> so true. Like, wait, so you got feelings. True. Don't no. know, but I remember my daddy, I shared this with my therapist and she was shook. And the, the, the crazy part is because I have said it to my kids. Mm. My therapist yeah. had to break it down like how it's not cool. Yeah. My daddy would always say the world doesn't revolve around you, which mm. is a true statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what it did was dismiss whatever I was going through. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. So my mom was always like, oh, you're going through this, but somebody has cancer or somebody's house mm. burned down yes. or somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But now I know when I hear people dismiss and I'm always like, well, yeah, other things are going on in people's lives that could be worse, but let's talk about what you're going through. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because right count. now what you're going through is the emergency. It, it is matters. the cancer. It is the house burning down. It, it is the losing the job. Girl. Your feelings mean something. But I had to pay good money to get to this conversation. Because right. <laughs> I, I didn't told my kids, don't nobody care about you crying. Uh. I didn't even realize that I was turning into my father until I went to the therapist last year. And we would talk about stuff. And and then she'd be like, well, that's abusive. I'd be like, no, that ain't abuse. She would be like, wait. You don't think that's abuse? I'd be like, no. "No." (laughs) Wait, that didn't happen in your house? Right. That didn't. She was like, yeah, that's abuse. That's why I say I owe my boys an apology because Mm -hmm. I didn't know. That I'm doing the same, some of the same, same things stuff. my daddy was doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not over here slapping people, punching them, but I've done plenty of whoopings. And mm-hmm. when it gets out of control is when it turns into what I would call abuse. But okay. truly, a whooping is abuse mm-hmm. in a way. I understand what Parcel is right, saying. Me too. But I had to wrap my brain around it just going to therapy. <laughs> the stuff she was asking me to work through, I'm like, wait, I'm doing this stuff. Right. So she calling my daddy out on the stuff he did that. I'm now doing to my kids, Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know it. Mm -mm. So that's why I'm like, I didn't even know that it was abuse. Mm -hmm. With the John Nakan thing, I remember talking to my aunt, and she was like, well, you didn't grow up in the safest area, I mean the safest atmosphere. Your daddy was the first person to break your trust. And I was like, what? Mm. It's true. so true. Mm. I was 36 having that conversation. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, daddy broke my trust? (laughs) And she like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why you haven't yes. put one and two together? Yes. I didn't I didn't even didn't know, know because it was the norm. Mm-hmm. It was I didn't know that it's not mm-hmm. normal for me to feel this way. And then mm-hmm. when I talked to other people, my peers, mm-hmm. they grew up the same. Exactly. Yeah. Usually. Exactly. Yeah. You usually. know, the only thing and I would explain to my therapist, the only thing that was different between my peers and I is that my, I come from a middle class family. Yeah. They were living with grandma. You know, the crack came through the eighties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of people living with grandparents or other people. And I I had a two parent home that had a little bit of change in their pockets. Mm-hmm. And what my dad with that what he did with his money was financial abuse Mm. I was trying to go to college didn't have money and my daddy wouldn't give me money Mm. but he would give out scholarships to the community if they were the valedictorian come on Mm, so you Mm. got it but you just choosing not to because for some reason he wanted us to struggle Mm. what is the struggle love so manipulation is a big form of abuse and it still shows up in my life 
to this yes. day. So My hard. mom physically did the abuse, y'all. She, like, fought me like a woman. Like, she said, forget the belt. I'm tired of your mouth, Shauna. Because I was running my mouth at school, <laughs> and I got in trouble. She's like, I'm tired of your mouth, Shauna. Forget the belt. I'm going to fight you like a grown woman. Put your dudes up, girl. I'm in the Kuta Kente position, like, oh. <laughs> and, yo, Shona, my mom is, like, pounding on me, like, yep. punching me, like, beating me down. Like, you, like, serious. But I... I only got smart with the teacher, but I had my reason. Just want to put it out there. But she's like, you ain't going to be disrespectful. You're not going to be doing mm-hmm. this, but you want to be a grown woman. I'm going to teach you. I am in first grade, y'all. I ain't think about being a grown woman. I really ain't. But she said, you think you're going to be a grown woman? I'm going to show you how to be a grown woman. We about to fight like a woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like... The amount of hurt your mama was going through. And yeah. she, because she did, she it happened cool. to her she had story. several of times. Yeah. And this, if it, it, I, the hardest part about it, too, is like, uh, at least what, what was told to us, it was very confusing. It was like, if you cry. Oh, shut yeah. Up, shut up. Shut up if I give you something shut to cry for. And then I started, Finch asked, like, hey, this is bullshit. I'm <clears throat> not going to yeah. cry. Mm-hmm. not going to cry. And then it's like, oh, but that ain't hurting. That ain't getting right, to right. you. You need more. It's like, And I think it's, I think, I think whippings are a form of like, Abuse because from my perspective, it shut me down from being the person I wanted. Because, for example, like, you know, I was scared to be me fully because I was scared that I was going to disappoint. Well, not disappoint, get something that or do something that my parents wouldn't like. So I, I became very yes, 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 mm. yes, yes. I saw a sister get her ass beat. Yes, yes, yes. I, don't <laughs> want that. Yes, I, don't I, want that. I became a yes man to the system. To please everybody so that I didn't get any of the backlash that I didn't of like of that feeling. I'm yearning to get out and to be this and to do that. But I'm scared because I don't know how to deal with the pain and the hurt that comes along, you know, with it. Because my parents, like, not know, they didn't know, you know, but they, not, didn't know. they didn't know. So I would sit down and I would, I would cower away. I really would. Mm-hmm. I saw the manipulation. I saw the, the all that stuff. The, the brain stuff, man, it's just, it's like, it's so bad. And you see it, and it's like, man. And at the, at some point, I just felt like I just came into a little ball. Yes, yeah, yes. Sir. I became the yes man. Mm-hmm. Dim, and and I was, your I was certain, lights. Yeah, it dims your yeah. light. It dims my light completely. So you seeing this person safer. getting over on you, and you just like don't have the you you have the words, but you don't even want the confrontation behind it. So you're gonna literally let them get over on you mm-hmm. because you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Yeah. Or you just want to just like because, be yeah. a yes ma'am I, to I this can. person. This person taking all your money and you sit there like yes, Y'all ma'am. y'all talk about confrontation has been an issue with you. What it caused for me was to be defensive. Wow. I'm not afraid of a confrontation. Mm. That's but me. I had to learn <laughs> I had to learn learn to like, girl, hey, everybody ain't just after you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calm that defensiveness down. <laughs> like you you talking, oh, you Lord. know, buku shit right here out the yeah. side of my neck. <laughs> and, and they looking at me like, wait, what? Oh, oh, you don't like the way I responded? Girl, See? what what's up? <laughs> Because you naturally defensive because you are used mm-hmm. to someone literally physically yep. attacking you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's reading the room. See, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, you up? Oh, he coming over here next. But Dang. when you said, you know, wow. you would watch your siblings get a whooping. Yeah, I remember, you know, my mom wasn't a big whooper. <laughs> she, she was trying to survive, too. Looking right. back, she was just trying to survive. She did whoop us plenty enough, but not like, not like my daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was more of that go pick a switch. That oh, that type, yeah. yeah. Get the right one, though. Get the right one. One time Ooh. she told my mom, told me, go get, go get the belt. I went up there, got a knit belt. <laughs> oh look, she's like, oh, you think so you think for real? You think you smart? Yeah. Carla, 
Yeah, like, go up there and get the yeah, right. Look. My daddy my had a like, whooping okay. belt. Look at Okay. And they would say that, like, you don't want none of this. Like, yeah. you see what's going on with your sister. I'll be like, yeah. Yep. But you see, like you y'all saw y'all saw abuse, so you could see the physical part of standing up. I didn't see, and when I look at it, I didn't see any abuse of physical standing up. It was all mind games, and especially That's mind the worst. mind right. games with the word, with the Bible, with this. You know what I'm saying? Child. And so, and the, and the, and, I, and, I, and I'm being for real. So at yes. that point, you begin to you begin to form somebody. You're not. You can't. I can't grow into. And then I'm trying to break this mold of getting who I really am because I've been under so much like the word this, this, that. You don't do this. You go here because this is that. Well, who who am I? Mm-hmm. I have feelings that I want to express, mm-hmm. but I feel like being, being manipulated fucks your mind up. It do. And so when you're trying to express what you feel, then this constant thing of like what they did, but you're going to hell. Did this going to happen? Oh, Not yes. God did this. And right. God now did, you, you know, now it's like, fuck man, what do I do? So it's hard. That's why I tell people like, you know, get to yourself, like trying to, that's why I'm so positive. Like people trying to break up. If you meet, if you in my class, I'm like, you can do it. You can do this. You can mm-hmm. do that. Because I got like, I'm to the point like it's so much inside of me that wants to break out. And wants to find who I am. You know, I'm what, 30, 38, you know, now. And it's just like, damn, or 37. I don't know, like, I feel like I don't know the real me. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm pushing so hard. I, there's so much stuff in me that, like, I feel like I need to, I don't know why I need to prove, but I just feel like it's, it's, it's in me, but it's been so dimmed down, man. I don't know how to break it out. I really don't because my mind so many times is like, it's been beat down, repetitive, 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 manipulated, 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 to where it's like, like to me that's not living mm-hmm. and that's why i said i want to create a world for free like for my for my kids for every you know them, mm-hmm. for people to, to break out of that that christian that you know we're not christian but yeah. that's just that religious bond man it's like so, religious right. manipulation yes i put that for oh, my last my i put that for my latest experience. you have been manipulated in the name of jesus i don't know <laughs> hey, hit us with a, a sound hey, effects right exactly oh, oh, yeah. we got sky the, daddy there we go God daddy, let me tell <laughs> you, let, can we talk for a little bit? We, yeah. I know we're going to run over on this one, but this yeah. is such a good topic. Tell me about the first thing that come to your mind where you were manipulated in the name of Sky Daddy. Oh, Lord. Ooh, Lord. We don't even know where to start. Mm, look, I'm trying to like. I think I got a list because that was my latest experience with the Oh, we're going to okay. get to that. We're going to so, get to that. So yes. hold on, Shoshana. I got Shoshana. the list. You got a good story for us. You got so come many. On, thinking, right? think, like it's it's so many. Like I'm gonna tell y'all girl. what my daddy used to use. You still thinking, Joe? I'm still thinking. Go ahead, get one. Mine. Ooh, the one he loved. Honor, honor thy mother and thy father. Oh, yeah. Wow. My ooh, my daddy yes. would literally choke. Choke you out, mm-hmm. and we'll end it with honor. Thy mother and thy father. <laughs> Daddy, okay. I, w- I used to be like, God, this is what you were proving. Like, God, right. is this okay? God, is this what we're doing? I'm still stuck on spare the ride, spoil the child. I want somebody to break that down to me because I was talking about what ride was you talking about, God? Because they are going above and beyond. God, that's getting sticks and stitch cords and stuff. What A ride switch. was the, it? The switch. Girl, the switch. It's the ride. Time to get- yes, that's the one. That's the- no. I said, seriously? My daddy would move. He would do, he would have these verses. <laughs> he would just give you the Bible nonstop after he did some most disrespectful shit to you. He going to give you a Bible verse. Bible verse. That's what yeah. I think. I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest manipulation, I would say, is around giving and tithing and money. Oh, okay, now. Come on, P. some stuff. 
that that that's mm. real. That's real. Have you given your last? <laughs> I can't wait till we get video going because some yeah. people see our faces. Girl, I know, right? Exactly. Mm. Yes. When you give your last and then feel bad because you didn't have enough to give. Yes. You just never feel good enough. The giver. I never feel good never. enough. And then on top of that, there's you know this uh, this concept of you know if you don't give, God's gonna put holes in your pocket mm. this week. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So you're, not, you're not gonna get, get ready. Like, have get ready for an unexpected bill. Get ready for an unexpected like. And then when you make it to the next Sunday, you, you made it to the next Sunday. No, you going and you through see people like, never. <laughs> you be like, I must have done something right, God. Right. Yeah. Just just around the relationship with money and. What you're it's that's really tough for me. It is. That's to this day. To this day. Okay. To some extent. Just just in the relationship with money and thinking that you're always making a mistake that Mm. something's not right. See that's that and see that's that's where we come from. It's an anxiety. It is. I'm always feeling like yes. That's where the stress comes from. I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I'm never going to make. God proud. I'm not going to make mom. I think we kind of segue into the like the next part. Oh, we did. Okay. Well, it's good. Y'all are right on time. Because how does the abuse affect you today? Mm. So, Parshel, she tapped into that. Like, to this day, you have the guilt of spending money and what it comes down to money. And then, Joe, you were saying about... I just feel I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. The project that I'm doing, the things that I'm doing, I'm not giving enough. I'm not saying yes enough. I'm not, you know, God is not Not enough. No, Uh I'm, I'm I'm, I'm not enough. And we were talking about the, just in the, like, the, the Bible, my parents were, there's nothing outside of the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is to this, this, to this, to this day, day, the word, this, the word is it. So that's why I like being around people who push boundaries. That's why I love you, Jenna, because you push the boundary <laughs> and you make me think. You kind of get what I'm saying? Like my parents are like, well, you don't think, you don't think. Well, Shit. What, what, like, was I, it safe I don't, for I don't, you to think? It's not safe no. for you. No, no, it isn't. No. I can't think. You I, are not to think and for, for yourself. For, and for no. A person, no, you can't. <laughs> and so it, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. And that manipulate that to the point to where it's like, I can't, I don't I don't know. How do I know? So if I, it, it, like you push the boundaries, you know, you push the boundaries so you can grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You can experience, you can do new things. I never push the boundaries. I took my ass whooping. I was just like, y'all yeah. like, that wasn't me. me. That's right. But that you got me. you got to experience. You got to grow. You got to see. Problem. I never did. <laughs> and do. so now I had to find ways to push the boundaries now mm-hmm. and trying to grow and trying to. And some of those things were like dumb, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. But it was a thing. It hurt me in today's age because I didn't know safely how to do those things. You know, I'd never experienced it as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. they tell you as kids, and that's why I tell with my mm. boys, you need to learn how to make decisions today. I'm going to give you enough rope to just to barely hang yourself so I can save you. Mm-hmm. But I never got the experience to, to grow. Mm-hmm. I never knew how to grow and to be a man and to, and to be an entrepreneur and to think outside the box. I have all these thoughts in my mind, but I always suppress them. You know why? Because it's not a God. It's not of the word. It's not this. I'm going to hell. It's going to this. And I'm doing this. And I don't know. now I'm thinking like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Because you can't all, get it right. Yeah, I can't get it right. Nothing I do. But what I'm doing, what you're doing, I'm fucking unhappy. Mm, right. I'm the most miserable person right, in the world. So exactly. like, damn, I'm depressed. Sitting here looking broke. But I think that generation <laughs> um, that raised us didn't talk about happy. 
Mm-mm. Oh no. no. Okay. That no. it wasn't a word. Ha- happy <laughs> is uh, something that is a fairy tale and uh-huh. that you see in the movies. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And now you know us, we like shit. If Should I ain't happy, happy uh, yeah. I ain't doing it. <laughs> right. I woke up two days. They be like, <laughs> we depressed. Yep, I'm like, no, yeah. baby, no. that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you're poor right now. That ain't depression. Mm-hmm. You're just poor. <laughs> you're poor, yeah. No, yeah, no, but no. this this generation, we like, uh-uh. we uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. No, because I, I definitely dealt with it in a way because Having my mom who raised me about seventh grade and then having my aunt and uncle who tried that address patronizing and all that. So I, you know, they tried it, you know, but I wasn't for it. Like, yo, forget that, you know. And as I started to have more of my own, you know, I just start just like creating. I don't know if I created setting boundaries because I was blocking all people. I'm like, yo, if you ain't for me, I ain't for you. Like, cut you. I don't need you. I never needed you in the first place. I, my aunt can never understand. I was like, because I don't need you. I don't need you to fix my problems. Um, You can do your kids. I'm done. And I just, mm. it became very harsh. I felt in a way really bad because I felt like I kept cutting her off. I didn't give her a chance to come close. I said, I... I just didn't. I just like, I probably could like allow certain people. So I became very like shut off to people. That's what I was thinking. I was like, so a part of your abuse now is that you shut out people. She I was shut, shut up cold. 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 Uh-huh. Didn't deal That's with it. That's how you coped. I mm-hmm. coped. I, I coped with it. I didn't like. And then I must say that if I be real, like, I connected it to the church. Like, oh, you living that whole life. You like, you ain't this. And I, so I like, yo, I can't be around those people. I can't be around. So I probably you know, wouldn't I have been. That. Right, exactly. But Women, just, if you were using your vagina and it's not with your husband, Shoshana thought you was a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> themselves in that way it can uh-huh. easily be like i wish i could be that free right sometimes. it is yeah. you, you, yeah. like, you, I wish you like guys that. would kind of talk about that because that's both that's two things i've heard both of partial and shauna talk about is that shawnee it loves to hide her body y'all she got a banging body um but she hides it and we had a conversation why and then i understood mm-hmm. it because i'm like girl show some legs show some arms she <laughs> like, uh-uh. <laughs> And then with with Parshall, I know experiencing things sexually kind of brought shame for you. Mm-hmm. So if can y'all kind of touch on that? Because y'all aren't the only people in the world with these feelings. You got to make it normal. We got to normalize I, I think, things. too, I mean, when we think about just what you heard in the church and growing up, I mean, the, the man that I married and I was married to for seven years was the only man I'd ever been with. Mm-hmm. Which is mad crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not crazy. It's not, Let me say that. It's a good experience. I think that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think it's wonderful if you find that person that you've only been with. I don't think it's a bad thing. But when you first told me that, I used to want to wish dick on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, not be, 
And it was because I thought, he was, vibes, but. I thought that right. I thought her ex-husband, hold on, let me say this. I thought he was a piece of shit. And okay. I just knew that right. it was okay. more to life than mm. what you were receiving. Yeah. So you just want her to have a good experience, a good perspective. You was trying to give her that good vibe. Because he That's was a like, piece of shit. Yes, if he wasn't yes, a piece of shit, yes. I would have been like, Parshel, this is a beautiful thing. You've only had an orgasm with your husband. This is wonderful. <laughs> I would have given you that. But the fact that he was a piece of shit, and I was like, I know the dick is trash too. Like, you deserved more. Usually good dick be attached to a nut ass nigga. You didn't have that. You All only right. had one type of person. Yeah. So that's throwing it out there. Okay. Okay. So but I, I definitely always, and I'm still like just now just opening the door to what that is even more right, in, right. in my life. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So when I see people, it's like, man, I wish I could, you know, be that expressive right. and just be like, yes, like yes. just uh, it's consi- like I, I think of it like pollinating, like with different mm-hmm. people, you know, mm-hmm. and like. <laughs> So, I love P. Pollinating. <laughs> I know, right? I learned, I learned okay. that from a, a, a... Shout out to all the uh, educators in the world. Right. Okay. Pollinating. Parshel like used to be a former teacher. Mm-hmm. Yes, y'all. Yes. And Joe. Joe yes. was an educator, too. Yes. Yes. We got yep. to get Brittany on here. I know, right? Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> if we get Brittany on here, y'all gonna be like, who teaching who our teach kids? Yo, right. <laughs> we in trouble. Yeah, like. Anyway, y'all, this was going to be two parts. We're going to have a part one, part two, a lot for you guys to digest. Keep an open mind and keep listening. It's some real good gems in there. We'll see y'all next time.